Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change, and certain restrictions may apply. Welcome to the Piketon Massacre, Return to Pike County, a production of iHeartRadio and KT Studios. You've got all these scenarios in your head. I think this may have happened, or maybe they did this. Every family of a murder victim does that. You lay in bed and you think, what happened? Why did they do this? Who did this? There's someone out there roaming around that killed two people that you could be standing beside in the grocery store. And that's scary. This is the Piketon Massacre. Return to Pike County, Season 2, Episode 10, Hopper Road. I'm Courtney Armstrong, a television producer at KT Studios with Stephanie Lidecker and Jeff Shane. Over the course of producing this series, we've spoken to several members of the Roden family. Because of a gag order and impending trials for the Wagner family, they have been unable to go on record. But earlier this year, one member of the family told us that her friend, a Piketon resident named Angie Montgomery, wanted to share a story about her own family and a loss they had suffered some years back. Coincidentally, that same week, a listener wrote in asking about that exact case. So, for this bonus episode, as we gear up to the season finale next week, we decided to look into it. Angie, perhaps more than most people, can empathize with what the rodents are going through. When we spoke to Angie, she had just heard about Jake Wagner's plea deal in the Roden murder case. 
This news hit Angie especially hard. She told us that she immediately reached out to her Roden family friend. I remember texting her, just telling her I was sorry. I had to hurt so bad knowing that. You sat down to eat Christmas dinner with these people. You went to church with these people. So I can't imagine finding that out. Angie reflected back on the day the bodies of eight members of the Roden family were found. I think we lost our innocence that day. We lost our wholesomeness, our trust. We lost everything. It was like you were in a daze. This isn't happening. You're like, where am I living? What's going on here? It's crazy. Angie's bewilderment is no doubt informed by her own tragic loss. Ten years before the Roden family was gunned down, her cousin Curtis Francis and his fiancée, Jennifer Burgett, were also murdered in Pike County. Angie spoke with producer Chris Graves about it. I know this is probably hard, but can you describe for me what happened to Curtis and Jennifer on December 9th, 2006? Curtis was at his friend's house visiting. He had been drinking that day and having a little bit of fun. And Jenny had came down and told him that he needed to get home. And he left about 1030 that night and um, went home. And his mother talked to him before he went to bed. It was about midnight, I think. And Jenny had talked to a friend, I think, about 1130. So they were going to bed. And um, the next day, a 911 call came in that Jenny's mother had found Curtis and Jenny, they had been shot in their bed. It was horrible. Curtis and Jenny were good people, you know. It was heartbreaking. It was just a shock. It's unsolved, correct? Yes, 14 years unsolved. It's a roller coaster. You go up and down. Every day you go up and down, you know, today's going to be the day. Something's going to happen and nothing. Just before their murders, 34-year-old Curtis Francis and 30-year-old Jennifer Burgett were a recently engaged couple living in Piketon, Ohio. Your cousin Curtis, can you tell me a little bit about him and what he was like? Curtis was a good guy. He had a good heart. Would help anybody. He was a hard worker, loved his family. He was very loyal, and he was a, a very good person. He was a little bit older than me, and um, we would see each other, you know, when we were younger, but we really hung out more when we got older, like teenagers and in our early 20s. During that time, we were pretty close. He was like more like a big brother to me. What about Jennifer, his, his fiance? I like to call her a caretaker. She liked to take care of everybody. She um, loved animals. She liked to fish. She was a good soul. She had a good heart. And what were they like together? They were a cute couple. They were, um, <laughs> they would always joke around. Curtis liked to joke a lot and laughing and things. And they were just a normal couple, I guess, hardworking couple. Their murders just before Christmas in 2006 were a shock to everyone who knew the couple. Curtis and Jennifer were shot while they lie asleep in their home on Hopper Road in Piketon. It was later determined that the bullets that killed them were fired from a lever-action rifle. I assume you guys tried to work with the police on this, right? How did that work? At first, the family's being told, Jenny and Curtis's family, you know, we don't know who did this, we don't know what's going on. You know, that's law enforcement, you trust them. If they tell you, hey, we're working on this, 
we're going to get them. You know, you got to be patient, which we everybody understands that you can't solve a murder in a day. Sometimes it takes a long time. But after 14 years of being told, going from we're working on it to not contacting at all to, well, we've we've went as far as we can go with this case. There's not really anything else we can do unless someone confesses or, you know, something drastic happens. That hurts. I think there was one article on it when it happened a few days after it happened in the local paper and and a few other media outlets picked it up and did a couple of articles. But after that, there was nothing. You feel like um, you're never going to get justice. And then you worry about, hey, you know, there's someone on the loose that could do this to other families. And then that turns into kind of aggravation. Why isn't anything being done? Why isn't this case important? Why isn't my family important? But authorities had no answers. Eventually, the case that became known as the Hopper Road double murder went cold. Then, in 2012, there was suddenly some movement. As part of his Ohio Unsolved Homicides Initiative, then-Attorney General Mike DeWine revived the case, urging anyone with information to come forward. He caught wind and he went on Channel 10 News, a station out of Columbus, and um, featured the Hopper Road murders, talked about it. They had a deputy from the sheriff's department talk about it, asking for tips, you know, anybody, if they have any information. Uh, we believe there is a person or people out there who have information who would enable us to solve the case. We had gotten an, a new sheriff, and he wanted to reopen the case and try to get some help with it. How did that make you feel? Did it feel like someone was actually paying attention to you guys? Yeah, we were excited. You know, this is it. Somebody's going to do something. You know, we've got the attorney general on this and something's going to happen. They followed a few leads and a few tips, but nothing came about. In 2014, the investigation was handed back over to the Pike County Sheriff's Office. Then it just went cold again. Nothing. Two years later, in 2016, Jody Barr, then an investigative reporter at Fox 19 in Cincinnati, received an email from a woman named Paula Horn. It's saying, you know, something to the effect of, my son was wrongfully convicted of murder. And then she says, I've got information in another cold case. So, of course, uh, that got my attention. I go and meet with this woman. And what ended up happening was Paula Horn's son, Eric, was convicted of a separate murder in Pike County a few years before Kurt and Jenny were murdered. He was convicted of murdering Paul Shope, shot him, killed him. He was convicted of that. But Paula Horn was on a mission to have her son, Eric Horn, set free from prison. Paula Horn was convinced her son did not do the murder. So she pulls this huge box out of a closet, and it's stacked full of papers and files. Paula Horn had collected a massive amount of documentation tied to her son's murder conviction. But it was documents within this archive pertaining to a different case that caught Jody's eye. The murders of Curtis Francis and Jennifer Burgett on Hopper Road. 
As it turns out, Eric Horn knew Curtis Francis and was with him hours before he was murdered. In this box of documents that Paula Horn had were email communications between the prosecution and Eric Horn's own attorney. And they're plotting how Eric Horn would plead guilty in one case and the state would use him as a witness in the double murder on Harper Road. I mean, this was essentially Eric Horn saying, I will trade information about this double murder for a plea deal in this Paul Shope murder. So Eric Horn had written out a statement. It's called a proffer where he's giving investigators information in one case to essentially help him in another. Eric Horn gave this proffer to investigators somewhere around September of uh, 2008. So over the next month or so, Eric from prison writes his mother a letter and he tells her about what happened the night that Kurt Francis and Jennifer Burgett were murdered. According to his letter, Eric Horn told authorities that he was at a house on Wynn Road in Piketon on December 9th, 2006. That night, a group including Curtis Francis had gathered at the home for a party. Horn claimed that he left the Wynn Road home at around 10.30 p.m. and never saw Curtis Francis again. But Horn said that just weeks later, he ran into a man who was at the party. The man told Horn that he was forced to go to Curtis and Jennifer's house that night by his housemate, who shot the couple over a money dispute. Eric Horn never admits to having direct involvement with the actual murders themselves. But Eric Horn wrote in that letter that there was a lever action rifle that hung on the wall of the Howell's home on Wynn Road and that after these murders happened, that gun was no longer on the wall. We're going to take a quick break here. We'll be back in a moment. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stages and at the box office. Women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to women take the mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. 
Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com iHeart and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com iHeart. Identity theft protection starts here. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zinn Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Not only did Zinn create the first ever nicotine pouch, we're still America's number one choice for smoke-free, spit-free nicotine satisfaction. It could be because Zinn is made with only six simple ingredients, including naturally derived nicotine salt. Or maybe it's because Zinn is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day trial. For anyone worried Zinn won't cut it like traditional tobacco, just ask one of the millions of people who have achieved lasting change. You have lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zin. Find your Zin online or in a store near you at zin.com slash find. That's zyn.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. The files collected by Paula Horn contain not only Eric Horn's statements, but accounts from other witnesses about the night of Curtis Francis and Jennifer Burgett's murders. What I was reading on them was unbelievable. There were witness statements out of an investigative file from the Pike County Sheriff's Office contained in this box of records. So this box of records contained every document that somebody like me could only dream of having when you start investigating a murder that's 10 years old at that point in time. And what she had in her possession were documents that ultimately provided a whole lot of answers for, you know, Kurt and Jenny's family. We went over every shred of paper in this case file. I made sure I understood who every person was, who these players are, how they were connected. My next job was then to go talk to the victims' families. So I went to Judy Conley, who was Kurt Francis's mother, Jody Barr revealed some of the other statements taken by police in their investigation into Kurt and Jennifer's murder to the family. These accounts, however, seem to contradict what Eric Horn initially told authorities. Here again is Angie Montgomery. One statement is from a gentleman whose house Curtis was at the night that he got murdered. He stated that his brother and his friend Eric Horn had left after Curtis had left about 10:30 or 11 and took a rifle off the wall and went and 
killed Curtis and Jenny and that they came back with bloody clothes and they got in the shower, took a shower, got the blood off of them, took their clothes out in the yard and put them in a black trash bag and burnt them all at the command of his mother because apparently Curtis owed the mother's fiance $300 is what I was told. And then there's another statement and uh, they told the same story that they took a, a rifle off the wall, came back bloody, took a shower, burnt the clothes. Eric Horn denies any and all involvement in Curtis and Jennifer's murders. Jody Barr knew that the information he had could help track down Curtis and Jennifer's killers. But there was one problem. Jody couldn't get any more information from investigators. We can't pull the records in this case. They're all under seal. This is still considered, although it's cold, it's a pending open investigation. Regardless of whether investigators are actively working it or not, these are not records you can get a hold of under the Open Records Act. So what do you have at that point? The only thing you have are the witnesses and family members who may have been in contact or who may have remembered something from from back when this began. But I knew there was something here. I just had to get somebody from the family to work with us, to, to help us. And then all of a sudden, this guy with his huge winter jacket walks in from the backyard and he's greasy. He's been working on a car and it's Paul Francis. His brother is Kurt Francis. And Judy introduces us and I, I tell him why, why I am there. And his whole demeanor changed. He looked angry. And I'm thinking, okay, you know, this is, <laughs> this is going to be one of those where I get, you know, hauled out of the house by my collar and my belt loops. And uh, all Paul tells me is, let's get in your car. I've got something to show you. So Paul and I get in the car and we drive from his home over to Wind Road. And he walks me out and to the edge of the property and he says, this is a well. And then he starts telling me the story about the story that this well told that he just so happened to find. Paul told Jody that in July of 2016, he was doing a plumbing job at the same house on Wind Road that Curtis was last seen at the night of his murder in 2006. By this point, the previous owners had moved out. He's doing plumbing work. So he sees a water line running outside with an electrical wire running out alongside the pipe. So he's trying to pull this water line up and it gets to a point where he, he can't pull it up out of the ground any longer. So then he just starts pulling this electrical wire and it, you know, it snakes across the yard and it goes down a hill under a pile of junk in the yard as he described it. And he digs down and he finds this well shaft. Paul told me in the back of his mind, his suspicion was that this could hold some sort of answer to his brother's and his sister-in-law's murder. He told me he had a a gut feeling about it. So Paul Francis called the Pike County Sheriff's Office in to investigate. By 2016, the department was headed up by Charlie Reeder, who, as we know, would later be jailed on charges related to corruption in office. At the moment when, like in 2016, what were you guys' feelings about Charlie Reeder? Were you hopeful? Yeah, you're hopeful with every new sheriff. He also had his hands full because the Roden massacre had just happened. We knew that resources were probably stretched, but we also thought the BCI, the FBI, they're already down here in our county. That gave us a little bit of hope of maybe, hey, they'll, the sheriff will say something and, and they'll pick up on this too. 
we were very hopeful that he would do something and something would, would happen. So the sheriff, Charlie Reeder, paid a local plumbing company to run a plumber's camera down the well. They were able to capture images of a handgun and then this lever action rifle. I mean, that is very similar to the gun that Eric Horn described in his 2008 letter that he sent his mom from prison. Let's stop here for another quick break. We'll be back in a moment. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stages and at the box office. Women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to women take the mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen nicotine pouches, you can find many. Not only did Zen create the first ever nicotine pouch, 
we're still America's number one choice for smoke-free, spit-free nicotine satisfaction. It could be because Zen is made with only six simple ingredients, including naturally derived nicotine salt. Or maybe it's because Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day trial. For anyone worried Zen won't cut it like traditional tobacco, just ask one of the millions of people who have achieved lasting change. You have lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zin. Find your Zin online or in a store near you at zin.com slash find. That's zyn.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Authorities also found burnt clothing, a detail relayed in Eric Horn's statement. This could have been the break in the case. The only physical evidence that we know of was down a well shaft, and the sheriff's office was just feet away from being able to get their hands on it, bag it, process it, and potentially prosecute somebody in the Hopper Road double murder. So then they were, you know, faced with the task of how do we get these guns out of this well? It's a, it's an eight-inch pipe, you know, that goes down into a well. So they tried with a magnet, I was told. And when that failed, they called in a fire truck. The idea was to use the fire hose to fill the well with water, which would in turn lift the guns back up to the surface for authorities to retrieve. But things did not go as expected. They placed the fire hose in the pipe and turned the water on. It blew the bottom of the well out and knocked like an 80-foot hole in the well, took the guns with it. Sheriff's office ultimately ends up getting a welder out there. The welder welds a plate over top of this well, and that's where it sat since July of 2016. And, you know, here we are. Years later, the likelihood that it's ever recovered, it's not looking very good right now. How did that feel for you guys? Horrible. Um, I'm going to get emotional. Um, felt horrible. Anger. You know, this is, that was probably the biggest break we'll ever get in that ca- in this case, ever. Despite potential evidence being lost, Jody Barr pressed on with his investigation. In 2017, he went forward with a series of reports on the Hopper Road double murder case. The Pike County Sheriff at the time, Charlie Reeder, when I was looking into this case, told me that he developed a cold case unit within his sheriff's office and he had some seasoned law enforcement officials, investigators, criminal profilers uh, on this team, and they were looking into the Hopper Road cold case. So. I got an interview with those four men, and I wanted to know more about the well. I wanted to know about this evidence in the bottom of this well. I wanted to know, I named all the names that were contained in these witness statements. You know, I had all four members of this cold case unit sitting in front of me in an interview inside the sheriff's office, and all I got from this cold case unit was no comment. Every question was a no comment. Have you been able to develop any type of motive um, profile of the suspects? No comment. So, you know, we were at the end of the road. 
Jody's reporting on Curtis and Jennifer's murder also received some pushback from the Pike County community, mainly due to his interactions with Sheriff Charlie Reeder at the time. The people in Pike County that seen Jody's airing of the Hopper Road murders had a different perspective on Mr. Barr because of the investigation he did at the Roden Warehouse with Mr. Reeder. Mr. Reeder had got on Facebook and had a huge rant aimed at Mr. Barr. And I like to say they drank Mr. Reader's Kool-Aid. People were saying, you know, this guy's just down here to make the Pike County Sheriff's Office and Charlie Reader look horrible. And so I had a lot of people messaging me saying, I can't believe that your family would let that guy do a, a, a report on this case. And, you know, he's just a troublemaker. He isn't even from around here. And I would always bite back and say, at least he cares. You know, he's the only one that cares. He, Jody, and I mean this with all my heart and I hope I can get it out without crying. (laughs) He really does care about my family. He is in constant contact with me. He has helped me. He has listened to me cry. He's just as aggravated as we are. He's a very caring person and he and he was he's a godsend. Jody Barr's reporting helped raise awareness about Curtis and Jennifer's murders, but police were seemingly unable to make any progress. Still today, no one's been arrested. Kurt and Jenny's family have no more answers today than they had when we rolled out of Pike County for the last time and aired the, the final broadcast into this case. From your extensive investigation, it seems as though investigators know what might have happened to Curtis and Jennifer and who may have done it. Why do you think there hasn't been any, been an arrest? That's my question. I don't know why there hasn't been an arrest. I don't know. The investigators just didn't have enough. I don't know what else uh, was needed to finish this investigation. You've got people in these statements telling stories that you know spell out what happened when you know the people who were identified in these statements as having gone to this murder scene, uh, committed these crimes and came back home. So I don't know why or, or what or where investigators are at, at this point in time. You know, this is, we're 15 years down the road and no arrests. So as far as the family's concerned, and, and I talk to them regularly still today, I mean, they just, they, they feel like this was a miscarriage of not even justice. They didn't get that far. It's just an incomplete investigation. You just hope one day you'll be able to finish the story because at this point, you know, two people are dead and it appears that whoever did this has, you know, gotten away with murder. But that won't be the case if Angie Montgomery has anything to do with it. You're still on this mission to get answers, to get justice, and also to make sure that it doesn't happen to another family. Right. I got my kids up where they were a little bit older. I had a little bit of time on my hands. So I started going full force with getting the Hopper Road case out into the public speaking. I went to the prosecutor, spoke with him a few times. I went to the sheriff's. We had an interim sheriff when Mr. Reeder got suspended. We're told just hang on, you know, help's coming and it never does. And I I noticed that it's always when I get really rowdy, squeaky wheel gets the most grease. When I start squeaking, I'll get a phone call 
hey, you know, just hang on. I'm going to figure something out. And nothing happens. And we're tired of it. That's what I get the most emotional about is just feeling like nobody cares. And I can't imagine what Kurt and Jenny's mom, their mothers feel like. That's another thing that puts the fire under my ass. It's never, it's not going to bring them back. You'll always have a hole in your heart from that. But I would love to see someone get arrested for Curtis and Jennifer's murder and get prosecuted and that we get justice. For more information on the case and relevant photos, follow us on Instagram at KT underscore studios. Next week, we'll be bringing you the season finale where a full panel of contributors will answer listener questions. So please write us with anything you want to know. This week is your last chance to get the questions in. The Piketon Massacre, Return to Pike County, is executive produced by Stephanie Lidecker and me, Courtney Armstrong. Editing and sound design by executive producer Jared Aston. Additional producing by Jeff Shane, Andrew Becker, and Chris Graves. The Piketon Massacre, Return to Pike County, is a production of iHeartRadio and KT Studios. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places.